Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Something's Not Right is primarily listener funded. If you enjoy our show and would like to help us offset research and production costs, please consider becoming a Something's Not Right Patreon subscriber. Among the perks available to donors at all levels are bonus episodes and stickers. If you're not ready for that kind of commitment, but you want to help us get some Goo Goo Clusters and Moon Pies, we also have a PayPal account for one-time donations. For links to both of these, please visit notrightpodcast.net and click the Support Us tab. Hello and welcome to Something's Not Right. I'm Olivia. And I'm Tashana. Tonight we're going to be discussing the 2004 disappearance of Jennifer and Adriana Wicks from Robertson County, Tennessee. Please also stay tuned at the end of the episode for information on how you can help us get to CrimeCon this summer. We'll be back with the story after a short break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On March 24th, 2004, Michael Wicks spoke to his 21-year-old daughter, Jennifer, on the phone. At the time, Jennifer was living with her boyfriend, Joey Benton, and her two-year-old daughter, Adriana, in an outbuilding on Benton's family's property in rural Robertson County, Tennessee, northeast of Nashville. Jennifer told her dad that she'd been arguing with Joey's family, and Michael like the rest of the Wicks family, was aware that Joey and Jennifer's relationship was volatile. The day before, Jennifer had spoken to her mother, Kathy Nail. Nail was concerned about her daughter and granddaughter. In the 15 years since, she's alleged Joey was a heavy drug user and had previously pulled a gun on her daughter. In that phone call, Jennifer told her mother she and Joey were fighting. When she spoke to her father, she told him she was excited to visit him the following Sunday at his home in Manchester. Jennifer Wicks never made the trip to Manchester. She never called her mother back. She and Adriana have never been heard from again. On March 26th, Kathy called Joey's phone. 
Jennifer didn't have her own cell and usually communicated with her family using Joey's. Nail says Joey told her he'd taken Jennifer and Adriana to a grocery store in nearby Cross Plains to make a phone call and that he'd dropped the two off with people he didn't know near the interstate who were driving a white four-door Mustang. What? Ford has never made a four-door Mustang. Well, I have all kinds of problems with the statement you just made, and the four-door Mustang is one of many. Yeah. Like, leaving your girlfriend and child with some strangers? On the side of a highway? Well, that it's sort of misleading how that sounds. I it is it like said, a rest stop? It was it was something near the interstate. I don't think, as far as I know, that they were like pulled off on the side of the interstate. Okay, let's hope not. Um, if well, if that's that was, even more bizarre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just drop me off on the side of the interstate with my small child. It'll be fine. The next day, Nail filed a missing persons report. In a 2018 interview with the Gallatin News, Nail said she never felt like the Robertson County Sheriff's Office took her concerns seriously. It was hours before the detective on call arrived. When officers spoke to Benton, he gave the same story about the four-door Mustang. And when he was called on the discrepancy, he said that maybe it was another model. But Nail said that Benton was a gearhead and would have never confused a Mustang with another car. So what's going on there? Well, that just seems weird because if he was one, why would he lie and be so inaccurate? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she alleged drug use. So maybe he Uh was not thinking clearly. He was stoned to the bone. The following Monday, officers spoke with Benton again. He said he and Jennifer had broken up and she'd returned to the home Friday morning to retrieve some of her belongings. Nail says a few weeks later, he came by with six black trash bags full of Jennifer and Adriana's personal belongings, including Jennifer's tax refund and Adriana's little pink coat. So for those of you unfamiliar middle tennessee weather in late march is constantly changing it's sort of unpredictable it could be warm it could be cold it could be snowing maybe not snowing but cold not now but yeah according to historical climate data the low temperature on march 24th was 49 and it steadily rose over the next several days but earlier in the week it was below freezing for several nights Nail doesn't believe her daughter would have taken Adriana out without a coat. No. And, you know, as a mom and just a logical human being, yeah, I can't see doing that, taking a child out without a coat when it's that cold out. And they don't strike me as the kind type of people who have multiple coats. Right. I mean, if they're living in a, I mean, it almost sounded like it was an outbuilding and, and, you know, sharing a cell phone. What I would gather from that, presumably, is that they didn't have a ton of money. So, well, and, and not to backtrack, the other weird thing about his story to me is that he took her to a, a, to a 
was it a grocery store? Uh, get, or that was I think a or convenience like a market to make a call when he had a phone, phone. Right. I mean, it could have been like an out of minutes situation, I guess. But yeah, weird. but have you ever heard that whole thing about how when someone gives you too many details, it usually means they're lying? Yes, yes. Like it, no one, it, when they recount the truth, I don't give you like the most like minutiae of information. Right. And usually when people do, it's indicative that you're lying. Yeah. Something's fishy or, you know, not right. Anyway, we'll ignore that. <laughs> Nail told the Gallatin News that for years she couldn't get the sheriff's office to take the case seriously. She said it was treated like her daughter had simply walked out on her boyfriend and disappeared. Benton reportedly told detectives that Jennifer wasn't mad at him. She was mad at her mom for threatening to take away Adriana, though Nail says she never did that. Mm. Yeah. Weird. Nail tried to keep the disappearance in the public eye, scrounging together money for billboards and rewards for information, but for whatever reason, she didn't get much traction with either the sheriff's office or the community at large. And the case essentially faded away. In 2010, though, a veteran of the sheriff's department, Bill Holt, threw his hat in the ring to become sheriff. One of his campaign pledges was to bring new attention to the Wicks disappearance. Huh. Three years later, on December 13th, 2013, the Robertson County Sheriff's Office officially reclassified the case from missing persons to homicide. At a press conference, Holt said, We've developed some new information in the past several weeks that brings us to the conclusion that there was foul play involved. And we are pursuing that as we speak in a renewed effort between the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the Robertson County Sheriff's Office. Holt didn't elaborate then, though he mentioned that the Benton family property had been searched several times, going so far as to drain a farm pond and that Joey Benton himself had been questioned on several occasions in the nine-plus years since Jennifer and Adriana disappeared. Holt, though, said Benton had not been eliminated as a suspect. A 2013 press release from the sheriff's office said, Despite countless hours of investigation and numerous interviews over the past nine years by Robertson County deputies and other law enforcement agencies, Benton's assertions of taking Jennifer and Adriana to the grocery store, the Exxon, and then seeing Jennifer on the following day were never independently corroborated. In his statement, Holt also said he strongly believed that there are, quote, persons in this community who know what happened to Jennifer and Adriana, but who have been reluctant to come forward for one reason or another. Nail told the Gallatin News she believes one of the people who might know what happened is her sister's son, who was among Joey Benton's best friends. The plot thickens. Nail hired a private investigator, and her nephew was very, quote, aggressive towards the P.I. and told him to stay away from him. I bet he didn't say it like that. I bet there were some <laughs> other words involved. 
When the case was reclassified as a homicide, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation went to her nephew's job site to re-interview him. Nail said this upset her sister, and the two haven't spoken since. Which, I mean, I get it. If, mm. For her sister to be upset as his mother, but that's a shame that that relationship is broken down. Unfortunately, it happens all the time. Yeah. Despite the renewed effort from the TBI and the sheriff's office, no arrests have been made. Holt retired as sheriff in 2018, but a reward of more than $25,000 is still in place. Nail regularly makes the rounds with Middle Tennessee media on the anniversary of the disappearance. In a March 2019 interview with CBS affiliate WTVF, she said her mother's gut tells her that her daughter is dead, but that she believes that Adriana is still alive. She told ABC affiliate WKRN, The main thing is, if you think you have her, but you're not sure, just share her with me, at least. Just share her with me. That's all I would ask you to do. That's really sad. I mean, I guess what I take away from that is she's saying if somebody, maybe like not even the person who took her, has this child and has raised her, you know, as their own adoptive child or grandchild, like, I'm not trying to take her away, just share her with me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of heartbreaking. Jennifer Wicks, who would be 37 today, has brown hair and brown eyes. She wears eyeglasses, has a tribal tattoo on her lower back, pierced ears, and a pierced tongue. Adriana Wicks would be 17 today. She has brown hair and blue-green eyes. She has a birthmark on her upper right thigh. Anyone with information on what may have happened to Jennifer and Adriana Wicks is asked to call the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation at 1-800-TBI-FIND or the Robertson County Crime Stoppers at 615-382-3799. Did you have any, like, final comments? Well, no, I was just going to ask you what your thoughts were, like what you think happened. I, I mean, I feel like the simplest explanation is probably the most likely. I think something happened, you know, maybe something happened with the boyfriend. There was, maybe there was a fight and it, there could have been an accident. I don't know. Right. I mean, I hate to always think of like worst case scenario, but like my mind immediately went to, if not both of them, definitely the little girl that she was sold. God, yeah. I mean, that's that's more of a concern now. I think I feel like human trafficking is something we hear about more now than we would have back then. Um, but but it always existed. Yeah, I think that we're just more aware of it now. Well, in a case like that, I mean, hopefully if if she was given to someone else or sold to someone else, my hope would be that, you know, it was on along the lines of what her grandmother had in mind, somebody who just needed a child versus right. sex trafficking. No, for sure. I mean, I wasn't implying necessarily that it was worst case selling scenario because i mean that's also a real thing too yeah i mean even though it's not as prevalent 
as it was, you know, Georgia Tan. Right. It still happens though, because there's people who they don't want to have to go through the system or whatever. Right. There's like all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. Do you think that the economic situation of her plays a part in why there wasn't more attention at first? I wondered that. I, you know, I don't know enough about Robertson County, though, to really form an opinion. Let me think. Robertson County is what cities? Springfield is in Robertson County. That's why it's so familiar to me, because that's not far from where I live. Right. So is it Springfield and, like, Ridgetop? Yeah, yeah. Springfield would probably be the biggest thing there, but Greenbrier, White House, Cross Plains, Adams. Adams is (laughs) tiny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Robertson is, I don't know why that escaped me. It, like, borders on Sumner, which is the county I live in. Yeah, it's not known for being uh, super rich. (laughs) Right, right. So, I don't know. It's a sad uh, story. I I wonder if they'll ever find a resolution. I mean, it just sounds like they don't have a lot in the way of evidence because they didn't take it seriously for a long time. I feel like often in those cases, someone either has to start to feel very guilty or they have to find something. Right. And there's a lot of places in all those cities that you just named that are not heavily, like, There's not a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. Yeah. There's There's lots of places to hide things. Not to give anyone any ideas, but there's just more rural areas. Lots of forest woods, stuff like that. So sad. We need your help. We want to go to CrimeCon to represent Something's Not Right in Flat Rock this summer, but the organizers aren't going to invite us unless a lot of people tell them they want to see us there. So we're asking you to go to our website and click the link to fill out CrimeCon's quick five-question survey to let them know that you want to see Something's Not Right and Flat Rock there. Let them know that they're getting two shows for the price of one. The link is at the top of our main page, and we really appreciate your help. We'd like to get more exposure for the Kathy Jones case, as well as the many other lesser-known cases we've covered. Thank you, as always, to our patrons, Justin from Mysterious Circumstances, Audrey Arndt, Hope Brazel, Patton Fuquay, Allison Klima, Astrid Nyer, Kathy Lind, Janet Logan, and Terry Quillen. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.